Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. I'm blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. God, speak to us now. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with power. We're open and we're ready. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Let's go to work. So our series, guys, is tikkun. Tikkun is this Hebrew word. That's the biblical language of the Old Testament. Uh, and actually, that is the language of God. And when you study the scripture, Hebrew is the language that God speaks. And when you understand this word tikkun, it means to amend or fix. This series comes after our March series, Group Therapy. Therapy means to heal. Watch me. After you heal, there are some things you need to fix so that those things don't get messed up again. You will consistently be wounded and have issues in the same area unless you fix some things. And this series is all about doing what the late Michael Jackson says. He says, I'm talking to the man and the woman in the mirror. See, it's easy to point the finger at other people, but for your life to get better, you're going to have to point the finger at your at yourself. It's easy for you to look at it and say, look at what my mama did, my daddy did, my cousin did, my wife did, my children did. But when you are maturing, here's what you begin to do. You say, I'm not worried about what anybody else is doing. I'm checking myself. That was an old school song. Here it is. They said, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I think there's some people in this building and some people online that have said, I have matured to the point that before I try to check everybody else, I've learned to check my myself. So on uh, uh, on Sunday, we learned how to fix your focus. Why? Because when you lose focus, you forfeit your future. Your future is determined by what you focus on. It is not, watch me, left up to fate. It's not left up to chance. Watch me, it's not even left up to destiny. Let me help somebody, because some of you seem to think and believe in this concept of destiny. Here's why that's not a biblical concept. Destiny implies destination. A destination implies that you're done. Well, when you're done, there's no longer a reason for you to breathe. It is not that you are headed to a destination, baby. You're on a journey. And the journey takes you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from level to level. And your next 12 are going to be way better than your previous 12. And once you get through those, the next after that are going to be better than that. God says, I'm not interested in redoing anything I've already done in your life. I want to do, come here, Ephesians 3.20, when eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the belly 
heart of man. In other words, God says, I want to blow your mind. I want to blow your family's mind. I want to do something through you that changes the world. Can I let you know you ain't sitting next to Trump change? You're sitting next to a line crosser, a boundary breaker, a curse breaker, a history maker. If you know that's you, say your first and last name. I need you to hear your name because Genesis 12 says he's going to make your name great. Not for your sake, but so you can be a blessing for somebody else. Say your first and last name again. Say my name's being brought up by people that can favor me so God can get the glory. Some of y'all go catch it in just a minute. I ain't playing with y'all. Let's go. Listen, on Wednesday, I taught you one of the things that can break your focus is messy people and messy situations. So we dealt with this word, how to handle messy people and messy situations. Uh, everybody's going to deal with messy people. Everybody's going to deal with messy situations. If you're not dealing with mess, you must not be headed anywhere significant. I'll say it again so that you don't curse the mess, but you bless the mess because the mess is going to make your messes. If you are not dealing with mess, that means you have no opposition. If you have no opposition, that means you and the enemy are walking the same direction, which is why he doesn't bother to get in your way. I need some of y'all to learn how to thank God for the hell that you have to deal with, for the obstacles that you have to deal with. Why? This is proof that I must be headed in the right direction. Why? My opposition is my answer. You got to handle messy people. You got to handle messy situations because they will try to break your focus. Here's today's message. Today, I'm going to teach you how to fix your faith. Now, but, uh, uh, why is this important? Because we live by faith. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, watch me, everybody. This works both ways. Somebody say both ways. Here, run up on the stage real fast. I like your shirt. Come on, come on, come on. You got me one of them, too. You got me the red one. You got the blue one on. Both of them. Both of them is an urban colloquialism. Thank you, Sam. It's an urban colloquialism that these means both of them, but we just cut out some of the extra words. Can you just practice it with me? Both of them. Check this out. This works both ways. A lot of times we think, well, watch me. I don't have faith in anything. So you might say, I'm agnostic. I'm atheist. I don't have faith in anything. Yes, you do. You have faith in yourself. You think that you're the end-all, be-all. The problem with that is that even you have a desire to worship something greater than you. Even you have a desire to do something bigger than you. Please understand, if you don't worship God, you worship something. There's something built in all of us that's designed to worship. So maybe you don't worship God, but you worship the little girlfriend you got, the little boyfriend you got, the relationship you got, your college degrees, your children. Everybody worships something. Everybody has faith in something. It works both ways. See, some people have faith. You have faith in so much negative stuff, which means you don't have to see it to believe it that it's negative. You don't have to see it to believe it that it's negative. You ever met somebody that everything, there's certain people I don't like to talk to because every time they talk, it's just negativity. And so every time they talk, they're going to give me 85 problems when all I needed was one solution. And I need you to learn how to get you some people around you that can bring you some solutions. I got 99 problems and only need one solution. So you have faith, watch me, either in God or you have faith in your circumstance, faith in something. It works both ways, which means I don't need to see it to believe it, but I believe it because I've chosen to believe it. That's what faith says. So let's look at this. To fix faith, we have to understand it first. So what is faith? What is faith? Hebrews 11 and 1 explains to us what faith is. Now faith is the substance. Stop. Here's what a lot of people say. I just got faith in my heart, bro. That's not faith. And I wish people would stop saying stuff that's not Bible. Faith is not in your heart. That's the most ridiculous thing and it's nowhere in the Bible. Oh, I just got, I'm just holding on to God's unchanging hand. Where does it say to do that in the Bible? 
Uh, Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. I'm just just holding on. I'm just keeping the faith. No, I know how you're not keeping the faith. Why? You're not doing nothing based on what you say you believe. Faith is substance, which means I need to show you something. Come here, Jeremy God. Show me the money. Show me something. Show me what you believe based on what you do. If you believe he's a healer, show me that you're getting healed. If you believe he can make your body better, show me you're going to the gym. If you believe he can make your finances better, show me that you're a faithful giver. Faith is shown, it's action, it's substance. Faith is not something that's in your heart. Faith is proven based on what you do. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things, which means faith is not just some some pie-in-the-sky concept, right? Faith is pragmatic. You see the word on the screen, pragma, in Greek, where we get our word pragmatic, uh, which means this, it's business, it's matter, it's work, it's action. Which means my faith is designed to bring things to me. So so faith is not just something I say I have. Faith is something I use to get something that I don't have. Let me see if I can say it another way. Faith gets me something from the invisible and makes it visible. Faith takes it from just being something spiritual and it makes it something natural. Faith takes me from talking about it to walking in it. Faith takes me from dreaming about it to looking around and saying, it was all a dream, but baby, it's my reality now. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, increase my faith. Say it again. Say, increase my faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Go. It is the evidence, watch me, of things not yet seen. Hoped for. Hope is this Greek word. That's the language of our New Testament. El peace. El peace means to anticipate it by welcoming and preparing for it. Stop. What have you prayed for that you have not yet prepared for? Don't tell me you want to be the champion and you have a, 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 a thin skin. Don't tell me you want to be used by God and you have a thin skin. Some of y'all's skin is too thin for the level of life you say you want. Because you get upset when somebody rubs their mouth about you. Can I tell you, the higher you go, the more people are looking up talking. And I just need you to get used to people running their mouth and saying what they're going to say. And you saying, do what you got to do. But I'm about to watch God blow my mind. Substance of things hoped for, which means I'm preparing for. A woman will get a test at Walgreens. At CVS, at Kroger's, at Publix, I got to hit my digital family, at Winn-Dixie. Let's go here for my old school folk, at, uh, at Piggly Wiggly. For my Memphis family, we used to have something called Mega Mark Market. I thought it was the coolest grocery store ever when I was a kid. It was so big, and it was green and red letters. I love to go there just to hear the, little, the, the, the way the cart would, or the little, when they were checking you out, the noise was so incredible. Makes you want to go shopping after church. Never mind. It left that fast. Watch. Substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things I've seen. A woman, based on a test that she buys, or based on a doctor's word, will believe that she's pregnant. She ain't seen a baby. The ultrasound, watch me, the, the child is too small to be detected because it's still in seed form. But based on the word that a man gives her, she will begin to prepare for what that word was. Let me see if you can connect the dots. The reason we come to church is to get the word. And based on that word we get, now I begin to prepare based on that word. Even if it's in seed form, watch me. How is it you believe Walgreens more than you believe God? How is it you believe a doctor more than you would believe God? What do you mean she prepares? So she begins, she gets a, she gets a, she, 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 she tells everybody, she posts, now, you know what they do, they post online. That's how you find out now. 
They don't call you. You got to see it online. Oh, my God, we're pregnant. Oh, my God, it's this. Oh, my God, we're going to do this. Oh, my God. And then what do they do? They start, please listen, please listen to me. Please listen to me, Liberty. She will start spending money. Sewing. Sewing into something she's preparing for. In other words, there's no baby, but I need to sew into a crib. There's no baby, but I need to sew into some bottles. There's no baby, but I need to sew into some diapers. Don't tell me that you're believing for it and you ain't preparing for it because you won't sew for it. I Y'all can look at me with that tone of face if you want to, but somebody in this building is about to have a major testimony in the next seven days. Somebody online is about to have a major testimony in the next seven days. It might as well be. She will begin to prepare. She's going to start reading books about being a parent. She's going to start YouTubing. You, she begins to change her skills. She begins to sew. Watch me. She begins to celebrate something that's not there. She starts rubbing, up, rubbing her, rubbing this area of her body. Watch me. Ain't nothing in there but a seed. Ain't nothing in there but a seed. Ain't nothing in there but a seed. But based on what I believe about what this seed is going to turn into, I've got to start nurturing the seed. Would you lay your hands on yourself, say something big is growing in you? Uh-uh, I need somebody else to say it with me. Can I get the faith people in the building online, say something big is growing in me? The substance of things hoped for. I'm anticipating them and I'm welcoming them. I am preparing for these things. Watch me. The evidence, shut up. The evidence, shut up. The evidence, shut up. I don't literally mean shut up. I mean it's so good that there's no other response except for me to say shut up. Shut up. Can I tell you that shut up got me on a song? The producer heard me say, shut up. He said, I said, what you want me to do on a song? He said, just do you. I said, well, what do you mean, do me? I don't know. I don't do no, I don't do nothing about no hip hop. He said, I just need you to tell us. He said, Bishop, just say, shut up. What you gonna do? Uh, shut up. That shut up got me on a song. Can I help you? Do what you do, because you don't know who needs what you do. I need, even if other people don't like it, that's fine. But, but what I do, somebody else needs it. I need you to lay your hands on yourself, say, what's in me? Somebody needs. Substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Wait a minute. Evidence, evidence can only be collected from the scene of a crime or an incident that's already happened. Wait a minute. If faith is evidence, that means the moment I prayed for it, I ain't playing with you 1115 people. <laughs> the moment I prayed for it, faith says it's already, it ain't about to happen. It's not getting ready to happen. It's not on the way. If it's evidence, that means faith says it already happened. I need you to open your mouth and say it already happened already. Say it already happened already. Listen, give me scripture to back that up. No problem. Daniel. Daniel, the moment you prayed, in Daniel chapter 10, the moment you prayed, Daniel, we answered you, and the answer was yes. Now, we were withheld 21 days to get it to you, but the moment you asked for it, it was done. Can I hear, can, watch me, can I get everybody in this building and everybody online to say, it already happened? See, that's what faith says. Faith says the reason I'm preparing for it is because I believe it's already happened. Don't tell me you want to be a millionaire, you have one bank account. You have a prepared because you don't believe it's already happened. 
And let me repeat, it is not about being materialistic and having cash, cars, and clothes, because you can have money and be crazy. I've met lots of crazy people with money. Money don't fix crazy. Y'all ain't going to talk. Money don't fix bad attitude. Money don't fix sloppy. Money, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So don't think money is going to fix all your problems. Money is only going to magnify what you already are. But what you're about to step into is being a blessing. Let's go. Of things not seen. Everybody on three, holler yet. One, two, three, yet. Now, say, Bishop Foma, you have a say a lot. I like to go to church and just listen. You don't understand the Bible. So let me help you understand the Bible. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. You got to say it. One of the reasons I have you say so much is because I can speak it all day long. But heaven's not going to know where to send it if you don't open your mouth and say over here. That's why faith speaks. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So just for those of us that believe this, open your mouth and say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. So look at this. Look at this. Faith takes action. James 2.17. So faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead. Faith just talking is not active faith. Faith has to start walking. Faith has to do something to prepare, something to prepare, something to prepare, something to prepare, something to prepare. Stop. Do you actually have faith or all or do you actually just have a lot of talking? You ever met somebody that was always talking about something they were going to do that they never did? This is about to be my year. Ain't done nothing different. I'm about to see God do something amazing, but they won't do anything amazing. <laughs> right? Say, say, my faith is alive. It's alive. So here's the question. Um, well, Bishop, I think certain people have more faith than others. Okay, let me help you with that. We all came preloaded with the same amount of faith. God is not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of position. He is a respecter of anointing. He is a respecter of rank. He's a respecter of protocol. He is a respecter of all those things. When you study the Bible, God is a God of honor. He's a God of protocol. God is a God that will honor his order even if his order is out of order. King Saul was out of order. He disrespected and dishonored God, but he told everybody under him, but you can't disrespect him. I'll deal with him, not you. Oh. Correction that flows up isn't honorable. It isn't godly. That's called anarchy. So watch me. He's not a respecter of persons, although he's a respecter of protocol, honor, etc. Romans 12 and 3. I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith God has assigned. Let's break this verse down. Um, God says the only reason certain people have what they have is they have faith in something. He says, don't think more highly of yourself than you are. Can I be honest with you? The greatest singers aren't the ones that make it. The greatest musicians aren't the ones that make it. The greatest preachers, watch me, the most celebrated preachers can't preach. It's quiet in the church. The most celebrated people, whatever you do, have you ever looked, come on, let's can we have an honest conversation. Come on, just me and you. Forget, don't worry about your neighbor, me and you. Come on, come on, digital, come on, YouTube, come on, Facebook, just me and you. Forget about everybody around you. Have you ever looked at somebody that does what you do and said, now God, I'm not perfect, and I'm not saying nobody can do it better than me, but this is what we celebrating? Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. You ever looked at YouTube and saw people with 10 million views and said, this is what people are looking at? Y'all aren't going to talk to me today. It is not the most talented, the most skilled, the person with the greatest looks. It is their faith in something that made them take an action, watch me, that you wouldn't take. 
They stepped out in a way you wouldn't step out. They did something you weren't willing to do. And I'm here to tell you, watch me, the Bible says I've given everybody the same measure of faith. Well, the question becomes, well, what is that measure of faith? We discover that in Matthew 17 and 20. He said to them, because of your little faith, uh, uh, but truly I say to you, if you have faith, the grain of a what? Mustard seed. A couple of things from this verse. Jesus was talking to them, and they said, hey, we tried to cast out this evil spirit from this guy, and it didn't work. Why didn't it work? Jesus says, because of your little faith. Other words, why didn't it work? Your little faith. Why didn't it work? Your little faith. He didn't say you didn't have the anointing. He said you don't have faith. He didn't say you don't have skill. He said you don't have faith. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He didn't say you weren't talented. He said you don't have faith. He didn't say you don't know the word. He just said you don't have faith in the word that you do know. He said to them, because of your little faith, truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed. Let's deal with the mustard seed. Say mustard seed. Look on the screen and you'll see it. it's blown up. It only looks bigger because it's being focused on. Let me help you. Whatever you focus on will always look bigger. See, for some of you, that's not your faith. That's your circumstance. And it looks bigger than it really is. Because a mustard seed is only one millimeter in diameter. Can any? Okay, let's see. Oh, it didn't fail. Nuh-uh, that's actually my point. Because if you don't hold on to it, it'll fall, and you won't know it. See, it's going to get here. You're going to have to put one of these in my hand. Oh, no, no, man, I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it. All right, come on, come on, let's go. Come on, camera over here, let's go. And you get real tight, real tight. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Real tight, real tight. Let's go. Can y'all see it? Hold on. There you go. Tighter. That's as tight as you can go. That's a tight shot. Right. Y'all see that? Y'all can see that. I need everybody to go to America's Best. Oh, y'all trying to say it blends into my hands. What you trying to say? Huh? Y'all trying to talk about my light-skinned hands. I see what's going on. I see the spirit in the room. Okay. Let's see what's happening. All right, here we go. I'm going to have to put a few of them on the table. I need you to see just how small. That's all right. That's all right. Ain't nobody going to fall. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to fall. Like, oh. It's okay. Y'all okay. see that? Oh, y'all can see that. 1115. <laughs> I need you to say, it's small in scope. Big in hope. Jesus said, that's all you need, and that's what I gave you. Stop telling me what you don't have and use what I You better work what I gave you. You better work what your daddy gave you. You better work what your father gave you. Somebody said, I'll work what I have. Jesus said, that's all you need. Now, this little mustard seed turned into this massive tree. Mustard seeds are one millimeter in diameter. They're small. Uh, let's use an example. Abraham, I want you to go to a land I'm going to show you. Where am I going? Don't worry. Just walk towards the land. Okay. So basically, you're just moving. All you're doing is moving cities. That's all you're doing. All you're doing is moving cities. That's all you're doing. All you're doing is moving cities. That's all you're doing. But when you do what you do in that city, it's going to be handled differently. When you do what you do in that city, it's going to blow up. <laughs> when you do what you do in that city, it's going to turn into a tree. When you do what you do it, when you do what you do in that city, it's going to be different than what it was in the previous city. When you do what you do, God, that's good to me. 
For some of you, your next, it didn't look like it turned into anything much in your now. But your next is about to be huge. For those of you that believe that release of praise, right? Abraham, all you're doing is moving cities, but when you get to this city, this city's going to handle you differently. You're going to become rich in this city. You're going to blow up in this city. I need you to leave the city you're in. The city you're in is called Haran. Haran means parched. It means dry. He says, I'm not going to have you in no dry city no more. I'm not going to have you in no dry place no more. I'm not going to have you around no dry people no more. I'm not going to have you around no dry energy no more. All you got to do is take one step, then another step, then another step. Then another step, small in scope, but they're big in hope. Why? Because I'm leaving what I know. And where I'm headed, I don't know what to expect. But I know that if I'm walking by faith, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Say, my faith will be rewarded. All you're doing is making one call to fix it. Let's make, let's, let's make it more practical. All you're doing in your marriage is having one conversation to fix some stuff. Y'all ain't going to talk. All you're doing is reaching out to make one thing right that you did wrong. Small in scope, but big in hope. It's small, but it, the hope behind it is big. You got this? Now listen, here's what the mustard seed has to be placed in. Jesus said, this is how your faith works. This is how it works. The only way this seed becomes anything, listen to me, Linda. The only way this seed becomes anything is first, you need to know it takes three to ten days before you're going to see any germination. What's germination? Before it busts out of the original shell it was in. Let me, let me see if I can help you. For three to ten days, you'll see no evidence. For three to ten days, it will look like nothing is happening. And, 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 and in fact, for three to ten days, it'll look like, well, that didn't work. You ever done something and then later on said, oh, that wasn't a good idea? That's because you didn't wait to the 10th day. Watch me. Here's what I like about it. The minimum is three. Three is the law of witness. Wherever out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established, which means God says you're going to witness something. But then 10 is the biblical number of divine perfection. For God, some of you, he says, you're going to be a witness. But for some of you, he says, I'm going to let it wait until it's just perfect, until it's just right. Every delay has been to your benefit. I have been letting you wait until it was right. You had to wait until it was right. You had to wait until it was right. And I need to announce to somebody, say that time is right now where do you have to place this seed three places cold dark moist soil what does cold represent isolation See, you're preparing for something you're welcoming something because faith is the substance of things hoped for evidence of things i say i'm preparing it i'm welcome for it i'm welcoming it why does it seem isolated because you're the only one preparing because you're the only one that got that word So it feels isolated because you're the only one doing it. And for some of you, you need to stop looking for co-signers. This is your journey. Y'all ready for this? Even married couples, there are different journeys of faith that each of you as individuals are, is on that the spouse may not be on. And you have got to be comfortable with the fact that you may be in a different place in your journey than they are. So even in a marriage, you may feel isolated when it comes to walking by then dark. Dark is uncertain. Darkness in the Bible always represents uncertainty. Please listen to me. Contrary to popular belief, the opposite of faith is not fear. 
Please stop posting stuff to my, well, you just got to starve your fears and feed your, that's nowhere in the Bible. That's not biblical. It doesn't even make sense. How do I know I need to use faith is I sense fear. The opposite of faith is certainty, because now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means I can't see it, so I'm not certain about it. So what makes it faith is that I'm not certain. You don't need faith if you have an 800 credit score to go into a car lot and get you a good car loan. You don't need faith for that. You just need to show up. There's no faith required for that because you already are certain what the outcome will be. We need faith for the stuff to where we don't have certainty on what the outcome will be, but we believe in the God of the outcome, which means even if the outcome doesn't go the way I think it should, my faith is in the God of the outcome, not just the outcome. Then moist soil, what does this mean? Emotion. It means tears. Hit this out. It means at some point while you're preparing, you're going to get emotional. At some point while you're preparing, you're going to get angry. Let me tell you, here's how you know that your faith is working is that you've gotten emotional about your preparation. At some point, you got so angry, you wanted to holler. At some point, you got so mad, you wanted to just snap, cracker, and pop. Okay, y'all don't want to talk. The only way you see anything is that you have to feel isolated, uncertain, and get emotional about your preparation to the point to where you want to stop preparing. I need to check the room and check online where the majority of us are. Is there anybody in the last 12 months, there's something you started preparing for that the journey made you want to say, ah, I ain't going to bless me. Can I tell you, you better get back to preparation. Why? It's getting ready to happen for you. Mm. Open up your mouth and say, it's getting ready to happen for me. That's the only way it grows. So let's look at the scripture again, Matthew. He says, um, uh, he said to them, because of your little faith, when truly I say to you here, faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say, which means faith speaks. That's why I have you say so much. Especially if you used to come from a church environment where don't nobody say nothing. Everybody just sits there and looks mad. I don't even know. Like, wh what's exciting about that? And look, if you laugh, you feel like you were out of line. It's the, it's the seriousness for me. That's listen, listen to me. God has been too good to you for you to come to a celebration and be the only one parked up. No parking on the dance floor. I need to check this building and check online. Is there anybody where you can testify God's been good to you? Can you give him a celebration for a moment? This is a celebration. He's been good. He's been amazing. Somebody say, I don't park on the dance floor. I old school song. Google it. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there. So look at this. Faith says something. This is why I have you say so much. Because life and death in the power of your tongue, Proverbs 18, 21. You have to say something. You can't just, I just believe it in my heart, bro. That's not faith. You got to open your mouth and say something. And here's why we don't say something. Here's why we don't, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want nothing to go bad. You think because you didn't say nothing, that's why something ain't going to go bad? Faith will say to this mountain, what is the mountain? The mountain is a metaphor. Watch me. It is a metaphor for a difficult situation. You still say to the difficult situation, get from over there to over there. 
parents, if, you've had a, if you have a child, you have done this. You have said to your mountain, if you don't get from over there and get over there. Check this out. Faith sees. So faith says, but faith sees. I see it where I want it to be, which means I see it in the unseen, so I'll see it in what I do see. This is why I need you to get excited about, watch me, about your future. I need you to start seeing yourself. Listen, you're not doing bad now. Truth be told, you're doing amazing. But God can do more. He does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you... I need you to not have the Denver spirit, which is the spirit of the settler. I need you to have the spirit that says, there is more. There is more. There is more. One more time. There is more. Move from here to there. 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 In other words, Mountain, you're in my way right now. I need you to move. If you go up old school church, they had a song. I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. You are out of line. You're supposed to speak to it, not climb it. See, some of y'all get excited about stuff you're doing that's wrong. God, I'm just dealing with all these mountains. God is like, what are you climbing that for? I put you around the mountain so that you learn, watch me, so it be your imagery of what you're supposed to speak to, but not something you're supposed to get on and climb. Watch me. And it will move. It will move. It will move. Which means everything has ears to hear. 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 What you've been saying. And nothing will be impossible for. Please say your name. Please say your name and nothing will be impossible for. And nothing will be impossible for. Watch the last part. Over time. How do you know over time? Because it starts like this but it has to turn into a tree. That doesn't happen immediately. And sometimes your faith begins to malfunction when you're in the midst of delay. Sometimes your faith begins to malfunction when you're in the midst of delay, of discord, of disagreement, of diversions, and of distractions. Your faith begins to malfunction. In essence, your faith says, ah, What's taking so long? Like, I expected this to be done by now. Anybody got some stuff in your life you thought it was going to be done, like, in 2020? And then 2020 came, and you were like, whoa. We're going to move this to our 2084 plan. <laughs> Watch me. Look at this. Luke 17 and 6. I want you to see this. In Luke 17, 17 and 6, Jesus is teaching about faith, and he calls, he says, the measure of faith we have is a mustard seed. And he says that we have to have faith like that. I just showed you what that means. There's a process that it has to go through. But check this out. But in this particular story with Dr. Luke, Dr. Luke is able to record Jesus talking about a mulberry tree. Now, look at the screen. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, bam. In fact, I have to put a lot of it around so you can see it. Which means don't sleep on your small stuff. Because a whole lot of small going to equal a whole lot of... All you did was send one email, but baby, I was moving in the right direction. All you did was send one text, but I was moving in the right direction. Oh. 
Watch me. If you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you could say, there it is again, say, there it is again, say to this what? Not mountain. When Dr. Luke records Jesus teaching about faith. When Dr. Luke records Jesus teaching about faith at another time, which means Jesus teaching about faith was consistent. He said, what, what does that mean? I have to keep teaching it to you because it's easy for your faith to malfunction. So I got to keep teaching you faith. And one time I'll call it a mountain. The next time I'll say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Let's start at the end. Say, it would obey me. Faith is specific and strategic. He says, be planted in the sea. Everybody look on the screen. You see how that tree is not next to water? Because mulberry trees don't grow next to water. What does that mean? I need you to learn how to do it in an area it's not supposed to work. See, for some of you, you said, well, God, if I was in this city, if I was in this place, if I had this hand, well, you were dealt the hand you were dealt. And God says, I need you to learn how to work what you have and learn how to do it, even if it's not favorable conditions for you. He says, be uprooted and planted by the sea. In other words, move environments. In other words, says, be uprooted. In other words, you've been getting your root system in ground for years. Uproot. Oh, my God. There's a word. Your root system has been in the ground for years. Uproot. Oh, my God. Your root system has been in the ground for years. Uproot. God, that's good to me. Mm. Mm. Wow. Watch me. Mulberry tree. Why did he say mulberry tree? Like, why didn't he say fig tree? Fig trees were common in the area. Why didn't he say... Uh, some other tree that was common and native to that area. Because the mulberry tree had a significant meaning to the Roman culture. Jesus is now during the period of time where the Hebrews are under Roman occupation. So it's a cultural thing. Hmm. This is why when you read the Bible, please do not go to the Webster's Dictionary to be your first place to try to learn what something means. This is not an American Bible. <laughs> this is not an American Savior. This is not an American situation got Hebrew and Greek. From Hebrew, you lose three words coming to English. From Greek, New Testament, you lose two words coming to English, which means if you're trying to say what a dictionary says, then you already lost. This is for my note takers and my studiers. All right? If I look at this, the mulberry tree represents these two things. I need you to catch this 1115. The, the 915 caught it real good, but that's also because they were under a little bit of a little push. Watch this. Wisdom and patience. Shut up. He says, he says, here's what you're going to need. You're going to need some wisdom and you're going to need some patience. He says, you shall say to this mulberry tree, you shall say to wisdom and patience, I need you over here. Ah, you're going to say to wisdom and patience, I need you to know how to make my next move. Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. Everybody watch me. Whenever you're walking by faith, you need wisdom because the faith walk is not the same as a normal walk. Can I give you an example? See, watch me. For everybody walking normal, here's what they'll say. One, two, three. Here's the faith walk. One, 15, 34. You missed it. What it's going to be for normal people, it's not going to be for you. It may take you five years to get there, but I walk by faith and not by sight, which means I'm on Skip some steps. I'm going to skip some. Somebody say it's happening for me. So I need wisdom. Because see, if I Google it, Google may tell me one, two, three. If 
but I need wisdom, the appropriate application of the knowledge I have, because my walk ain't going to be like everybody else's walk. Being patience. Patience isn't waiting. Patience is how we act while we're waiting. So look at the verse. He told wisdom and patience, move over there, because that's where I need you. Say, mulberry tree, I need you right now. Say, because my next needs wisdom and patience. Patience is how you act while you wait. So just because you're waiting, you ever seen somebody waiting, but they waited with an attitude? Let me give you an example of an Ooh, no, come here. Come here, you're going to be my attitude waiter. Mm-hmm. You look like you got some past experience. You ain't that way no more. He didn't change you and got you out of $17,000 of debt. That praise report was that person. I need you to give God glory for what he did for another. I need you to give God glory for what he did for another. You followed your pastor's instructions because you was planning to pay it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, testimony service, old school church. Watch me. All right, now wait with an attitude. Let me put an attitude on. You don't even know how to do it no more. You do. Come on. Go. I want you, listen, listen. Let me be your acting coach. Channel. There you go. Hold on, hold on. Get, the, get, the, get the lip thing, the lip. Get that. You got to see all of that. This is how some of y'all wait. And God says, God says, we don't count any of your waiting yet because you haven't been patient. All you did was wait. I don't count. Watch me. Please listen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't count your wait until you've waited right. So you say it's been five years. God says, no, you only had a good attitude for the last 10 minutes. I need you to say, Lord, thank you that I'm patient. I wait without an attitude. I wait with joy. Come on, give him glory for your patience. Thank you, sweetheart. Look at the mulberry tree. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. But look at the second thing this mulberry tree means. Look at the second thing this mulberry tree means. For the Romans, it was medicine that they used for their mouth and lungs. This tree was a medicine tree. So why does Jesus say, speak to the, to, to, to the mulberry tree? He says, because this is your medicine. What's the medicine for? Your mouth? He said, I need you to stop talking so negative. When you get mad, I need you to stop cursing everything out. You missed what I just said. I didn't say cussing, I said cursing. What's the difference? The moment something happens, you start wanting to send everything to hell. You start damning everything up. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You begin to curse what you prayed for. You begin to curse what you asked for. You need some medicine for your mouth. Let me prove it to you. Everybody in here has done this. Everybody online. Wave at me. If you've never done it, don't wave at me. Well, let me tell you what you did first. She like, I already know. All right. I'm certain. <laughs> Watch me. Everybody in here, everybody online, everybody on YouTube, everybody on Facebook, everybody on Harvest Channel, we've all done this. Don't lie. Lord Jesus, make them honest. When something happened with somebody or something, these words 
or watch me, let me get you, or something similar came out of your mouth. I'm so sick. And tired of thus and so. Now some of y'all's hands aren't up. So that means you said a little bit more aggressive. See me after church, I'll tell you what you said. And what does that mean? What did you just invite into your life? Well, no wonder why you go to sleep and you wake up tired. No wonder why what you're trying to birth keeps dying because it doesn't have the strength to live. Because you... Somebody said, I cancel every negative word that's ever come out of my mouth. And your lungs. What do your lungs represent? Your endurance. I noticed something. So, y'all, I've been doing this. I've been, um, y'all know I lost 95 pounds uh, a few years ago. So, God, we'll go. We were doing a 21-day Daniel fast. I watched this documentary. I can't even tell you what the documentary is. And then I did a whole thing. I did a webinar on it, all that, all natural. I wasn't taking nothing. I wasn't doing nothing. I didn't have no staples. I didn't have no lap bands. I just took laps. <laughs> all right? And I wasn't even exercising that much. So I learned, watch me, I learned how to shed the weight, watch me, without exercise, without intense exercise. I would go on walks and jogs, and I'd do about five miles and do that kind of thing. But that was it. I was like, I'm not trying to be... Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Give him a praise. Hallelujah. There's a blessing with you. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to do that. I want to have a neck. And so, <laughs> that was me. That was me. I wanted a neck. And so, because of my desire for a neck, I didn't want to do all that. But now I have this new fitness goal. Now I have this new goal that I behold. Because watch me, many of you, you're like me. You, if you don't have something you're working toward, you will get bored. And when you get bored, you'll get careless. I need you to have something ahead of you that you're working on. So in doing all of that, I got this new fitness goal. And so now I go to the gym. I used to say I hate going to the gym because I did. I literally just walking past it. Like, like I don't even want to walk over here. I, I see people with their gym bags. I was like, get you a back, get you a briefcase. I don't want to see that. Get you, you know, I just, I just was not into that. Right? And then I said, Lord, I got a new goal. And the only way to get to this goal is I got to work out. So I said, Lord, give me a desire. Come here, come here, come here. Give me a desire to like what I don't like. Because where I'm headed, I'm going to have to like something that I don't like. Some of y'all, you let your preferences get in the way of his promise. Why? Because you don't like it now, but you need to ask him, Lord, if this is what I got to do, I need to like it. I didn't want to be a pastor, but when I knew that was what I was called to do, I said, give me a desire to like what it is you called me to do. I'm just using me as an example because it's easy. And so I started in the gym and all that. And so then, you know, I'm doing good, making progress. But I noticed something about people in the gym. Say, what did you notice, Bishop? I noticed that when they start getting to certain levels of weight, that they don't just lift it. They start making noise. And I said, how do I hear you through your mask? <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? Somebody needs to get him some help. You'll catch it in a minute. Your lungs represent your endurance. The mulberry tree represents your endurance. It doesn't matter if you're strong, but you don't have the ability to endure. So the mulberry tree said, God, fix my mouth, but also expand my lungs so I can endure. 
which means last year you got almost to it, but you were out of breath. I pray that you would have the endurance to last until it manifests. I pray you wouldn't give up. I pray you wouldn't quit. I pray you wouldn't drop it. Somebody say, I will endure. So, two things. How do you do this practically, Bishop? How do I fix my faith? To increase your, to fix your faith, you increase your faith. Look at the scripture. It says now, uh, as your faith is increased. Look on the screen. It says, as your faith is increased. Our hope is as your faith increases. So it starts like that, but somebody says it has to grow. You cannot be, watch me, you've been saved for 20 years. Your faith should be bigger. You should have some avocado seeds now. Right? right? Say, my faith has to increase. Can I get you to talk like an army? Say, my faith has to increase. Online, I need y'all to type it. I can see you typing. Watch me. I said, they're going to put a thing up here for me so I can read the comments. All right, watch. Look at this. It increases by, number one, resistance. Resistance, same way muscle increases. You got to have resistance. Song says, no pain. No game, right? right? None of us, we like talking about it. It's amazing. Uh, you got to go through something. You just don't like going through it. Uh, you got to have resistance. You just don't like it when you get resistance. Right? Look at the screen. So this man brings his son to Jesus' disciples, the 12 that were around Jesus, the ruling apostles, uh, the bishops, as it were, according to Acts chapter 1. He brings them to them, and they couldn't do anything about it. They were around the word, but they could not have faith in the word. Now, that's amazing, because you can literally be around Jesus and, and not have faith in him. There are people who are around you who still don't believe in you. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me. And I need you not to let their unbelief mess with your belief. Let's go. And it is often cast them into the fire. So he has this spirit. It's the spirit of a lunatic. Lunatic comes from the word lunar. Lunar means the moon and the sun. So literally, he is controlled by the day, by the season, by the time. There are certain people who the day sets you, you don't set the day. Which is why I encourage you to be on prayer every Monday night. Why? Because you set the week before the week can set you. Too many of you function like a lunatic. What does that look like? You often throw yourself into the fire and the water. What does that mean? You will find a circumstance that's bad and jump into it. And if it's not bad, you'll create it. He, he goes into the water. That means he's trying to drown himself. He's trying to drown himself, watch me, through distractions. He's trying to drown himself through whatever it is that can distract him from the situation that he's dealing with. He's a lunatic. He's controlled by the day. He's controlled by the moment. <laughs> Wind blows one way, he blows that way. That's this guy's story. He takes his son, he takes his son, and the guys around Jesus couldn't get it done. He comes to Jesus, and Jesus says, what's going on with your boy? Jesus doesn't ask questions to learn answers. He asks questions to discern faith. He's omniscient, omniscient, all knowledge, which means he knows everything. Uh, since he knows everything, if he asks a question, you're not about to educate him. Lord, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. Uh, no, you're not about to educate him. He's asking to see where you're at. Say, Lord, where am I? And it is often cast him into the fire and water to destroy him. In other words, this thing is trying to kill my son. It's trying to kill my future. It's trying to kill my business. It's trying to kill my kid. It's trying to shut this down. In other words, I have an old but a new 911 situation. It's old because he's been like this since he was a child, but it's new because you showed up. It's old because I've learned to live with it, but it's new because I found out I don't have to. It's old because I've had it for a while, but it's new because I just found out that all things are possible to them that believe. It's been like this for a long time, but it's about to change. 
But if you can, watch him, do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Watch Jesus reply. I like Jesus because Jesus is petty. And petty sometimes have a negative connotation. And I need you not to think that petty is always negative. It's not. Petty just means we need you to know that we know what you should know. And evidently you don't know, so we're going to be petty so that you learn. Watch what Jesus says. If you can. All right, all right. That's like somebody walking up. Uh, uh, some, okay, you play the keyboard, right? Somebody walking over here. Look, um, can you? Uh, I don't know if you know this song. It's real complicated. Uh, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Do you know? That? You'd be like, why would I not know that? And that's what I do. <laughs> Jesus is like, you haven't seen me heal all the rest of these people. You haven't seen me feed five thousand men besides women and children. You haven't seen. How dare you ask me if I can? got all power. The issue ain't with me. The issue is with you. Sometimes we put God on a trial as if he's going to show up because of your subpoena. He has nothing to prove to you. Many of us, let's be honest, you will put God on trial like he has to show up to your summons. God, you need to, show, I, look, God, look what Jesus says. If I can. I wish I could have been there. I promise you I wish I could have been there. Because I would have been the one like. <laughs> he sure did say that. And he meant exactly what he said. You're going to come up in here and ask the man of God that. You watched him do it. And now you have the audacity to put him on trial. So look what he said. If you can. God, I love that line. Because that's what Jesus is saying to some of us today. He's like, if I can. I got you through the worst year in the last hundred years of recorded human history. And you have the audacity, the unmitigated goal. You have the intestinal fortitude to fix your mouth to ask me if I can do more for you. I just kept a virus from taking you out. I just get made you prosper in the If I can. Somebody open your mouth and say, he can do all things. And say it like this, say, he can do everything but fail. All things are possible for him who believes. Look at this. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24, immediately the father child cried out. I believe. He was like, I believe. But help my unbelief. He's like, Lord, here's proof I believe. I brought my son to you. It failed once. <laughs> God just gonna shout me. I really don't care if y'all don't get nothing out of it. This is for me. Let me just be honest with you. Y'all need to come on in this water. The water's warm. I've already tried it once and it failed. But I tried it with the wrong people. I already tried it once and it failed because I tried it with your disciples and your disciples couldn't get it done. For some of you, it didn't work last time, but that's because you had the wrong people with you. But open your mouth, say, but and my next 12 will be my best 12. Oh, that's good to me. He said, I already brought my son to your disciples and it failed. That would have been a good time for me to turn around and go home. Say this don't work. 
But watch me. But I took another risk. I took another action. Faith takes action. I took another action. And I waited for you to have time for me. Which means I stood here in the waiting room waiting on you to heal somebody else. I didn't give up. I didn't quit. Well, I kept seeing other people post about their victory. Well, I kept seeing, who am I talking to? While you kept watching other people's testimony, while you watch other people come on the stage, while you watch other people put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, you said, well, my time is coming. Well, I got an announcement at 11.15. It's your time. I wish I had. Let me speak to my digital family because that's who I'm preaching to evidently. Somebody say, it's my time. Look at the verse. I believe it failed once. I'm trying this again, and I'm, I'm being patient this time. I'm being patient. He says, I took it to them. They couldn't do nothing. Can you do something? Can you do something? Can you do something? Can you do something? Here's, here's what that, when he says, I believe, help my unbelief. In Greek, it translates into this. It's a critical, urgent war cry due to resistance. Check this out. When it failed the first time, that resistance made him lock in. In other words, the resistance increased his faith. You missed it. You missed it. See, the resistance, see, it's been happening for years. It's already failed when I tried to fix it once. It already failed when I tried to fix it once. But the resistance that the enemy thought was going to make me go back home, that's the resistance that made me say, I'll wait. Let the man of God do what he got to do, but I'm going to wait because I'm not leaving until my son is different. I'm not leaving until my situation is different. Watch me. It wasn't even for him. It was for his son. Look, here's the second way your faith increases. I got to go. Second way your faith increases is through what you hear. Bible says in Romans, so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word, which means what you hear, you will believe. What you hear, will believe, which means you can't just come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and pray on Monday. You have got to listen to a message every single day. Can I ask with you? Several of them every single day. Several of them every single day. Because your faith, listen, it can start to malfunction. Because Can we just be honest? Because this preach is really good in church. But if we can be honest that when we're out in everyday life, like life is a whole trip. So watch me, you'll start hearing the news instead of hearing good news. You'll start hearing what the economic report is instead of realizing, that's them. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm blessed. I'm favored. You got me? So look at this. There's a woman with an issue of blood. She has an issue of blood for 12 years. How many years? 12 years. So that means she's been like that for a long time, and nobody can fix it. So in her mind, this is unfixable. This is unchangeable. Mm. This is unfixable. This is unchangeable. This is unfixable. This is unchangeable. Go to the next piece. This is unfixable. This is unchangeable. But look at this. Mark 5 says, she heard the reports about Jesus. What'd she do? What'd she do? What'd she hear? A report. About who? Jesus. What is Jesus according to John chapter 1? The word. What's she here? The word. This is why I come to church. I need my faith fed. This is why I come to I came to eat good. I need some biscuits, some eggs, some. So you need more than just a feeling. You need some substance. You need more than a couple of cute cliches. You need some substance. You need more than just something you can tweet. You need something you can eat. 
She heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him. Watch me. We flipped the story. We're going to do it again to 915. We flipped the story. So it's a woman, but fellas, I need you to realize it's not just a woman. It's also going to be a man. So here it is. She walks up on Jesus. There's a crowd around him. Give me a crowd. Let me have a couple of you singers. Uh, let me have three of you singers. Trace Amigos. Trace, Trace Singerios. Southern Spanish. It means singers to me. Come on. No, in the cantar. Can, 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 cantar. Well, y'all know it's Southern Spanish, right? I, I can't roll my tongue. I can't. It don't work for me. So we're going with Singarios. Listen. Okay. All right. So Jesus is around this crowd. He's healing everybody. People just falling out. He's healing everybody. Oh, everybody getting healed. All this, all that, all that. So the woman's like, there's no way here. Get in front of me. There's no way. And remember, we changed it to a man. There's no way. There's no way for me to get to him. It's like this. Watch this. But her faith says, I heard. People are touching his garments. Here's what some of you will stop at. Well, if I just get in the crowd, that's good enough. Good enough ain't good enough. She says, the report says, I got to touch his garment. Because the reports are swinging that people are touching his garments. When people are touching his garments, people are getting healed. She says, I got to touch his garment. So she comes up behind him. Which means she says, I can't get through the crowd. Watch me. I can't get over him. You know, there's no way for her to jump. This isn't the Matrix. There's no, ain't none of that. Like, that's not happening. She says, the only thing for me to do, the only option is I got to get low. Which means I'm not too arrogant and I'm not too prideful to humble myself. Can I be honest? A lot of Christians, you think you're above that, which is why you're always coming up short. You're never above getting on your knees to give God glory. You're never above worshiping him. You're never above serving him. You're not better than the king. So again, in our story, it's, it's he instead of she. Right? He gets low. He gets low. And Jesus is doing his thing. Jesus is doing his thing. And then all of a sudden, Jesus feels something. And Jesus says, wait a minute, stop. He looks over at Peter. You know, Peter was the thug. You know, thug up. You already got your two chains. Come on, two chains. Listen. <laughs> people like, Jesus, I told you we didn't need all these people around you in the first place. I told you we needed a shield in the first place. There's too many people around you. Touch you. What do you mean who touched you? It's a whole bunch of people around you. We're trying to keep these people back. He said, no. People are around me, but ain't nobody touching me. I'm touching y'all. Somebody touched me. I'm touching the people around me, but somebody reversed it. Uh, somebody reversed it. Uh, somebody reversed it, and they reached out and touched me. She said, I'm not waiting on him to touch me. I will touch. You sit next to somebody who don't have punk faith. You're sitting next to somebody that's got aggressive faith. You're sitting next to somebody that's got some... Uh, say, my faith is aggressive. So Jesus turns around, he's like, who did this? And then look, Bible, if you read the other story, remember, it's a she, but in our story, it's a he. He like, uh, it's me. He's like, tell me what happened. She begins to tell her whole story, or his whole story and our story. See, what happened, the reason is that she had this sickness. We learned from the story, according to Leviticus, 13 years ago, she had a relationship with a man and got involved sexually she should have never got involved with. The consequence of that was that she began to have a flow she couldn't stop. Be careful with what you lay with because it might start a flow you can't stop. An issue of blood. What's blood? Life. 
It wasn't even about a sexually transmitted disease. It was about a spiritually transmitted disease. Because now you ain't been the same since you've been around them. You haven't been the same since you were in that relationship. You lost your passion. You lost your fire. You lost your desire. So he begins to tell everything that happened. And Jesus is like, I tell you what, listen, you came to me just to get healed. But he says, your faith, watch me, your faith has made you whole. And in the story, he says to her daughter, if I stop, he says to her daughter, he says to her daughter, watch me, why does he say daughter? He says, because if, if I healed you only, you would still have the hole that created the thirst to make you get in the wrong relationship in the first place. What your faith just did for you because of how aggressive you were? After the 9.15, when I walked back over here, somebody, it was totally full, overflow, full, all that. After 9.15, somebody came over, and they walked, they, they sold, and then they walked right up over. And, um, you know, sometimes that's a little scary. We've had people rush the stage. We've had some crazy things happen. And so, you know, they walked right over. And I said, wait a minute. I said, she heard the word. She was like, Bishop. I said, you better come up in here with that thug type of faith. Watch me. Watch me. Y'all watching me? Watch this. She says, um, uh, Jesus' daughter, your faith has made you whole. He says, daughter, I fix your identity issue. Because the real reason you keep getting in these whack relationships is because you don't know who you are. So you will celebrate, you will tolerate what you ought not. But watch me. But if I don't fix the hole that's in you and I only heal you, you'll be rewounded again. So your faith has made you whole. Come on, y'all. What does your faith make you? In other words, you came for one. But I'm going to give you two. Why? Because your faith is fixed. You went to God for one thing, but I'm about to give you more than what you asked for. I'm done. Thank you all. He's the God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. And if you believe that's what you're getting ready to walk in, I'm done with the word. Can I just get you to worship God for five seconds? Go. Five. Hallelujah. Four. Hallelujah. Three. Hallelujah. Two. Thank you, Jesus. One. If you're in this building or you're online and you're not a Christian, today's your day to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him, today is your day. Thirdly, be like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. In this building or online, where the majority of us are, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. I need you on the count of three to just, in the building, raise your hand online, do the hand-wavy emoji, or say, it's me. I have digital ambassadors standing by, ready to record your decision. Why do we do this? Because we want to give you some tools to help you take your next steps. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or just be sure. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation. One, two, three. If that's you in the building, hand up. Online, do the hand-wavy emoji. Wherever you're at, I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. Can I get everybody to say this with me? Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. I love you because you first 
loved me. And I see myself in my future. And I look a whole lot better than I do right now. I look good now, but it's about to get better. Get the glory out of my life. Get the glory out of my story. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or sure, text the word decision at 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.